The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Sunday Edition with Anthony Corona. Every week here on ACB Media One, that's American Council of the Blind, Media One, and soon after on all your major podcast catchers. Each week, we'll dive into the news, human interest, and discussions about the issues surrounding all of us in and out of the American Council of the Blind community. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sunday Edition. Um, your host, Anthony Corona, and we've got the Dream Team back together. Um, Sheila is back with us this week, testing everything behind the scenes and making sure that we are able to hear from our audience, along with Herbie, who will be connecting us through Clubhouse. Hey, everybody in Clubhouse, you definitely will have the opportunity to talk to these great musicians a little bit later on in the show. So. If you uh, do have some questions or comments, make sure you let Herbie know you want to be pulled up on stage, and we will be working that into the show a little bit later on. Um, Bryn is here, my executive producer extraordinaire. How are you? Oh, Anthony, I I have had... Oh, Anthony, I have had the worst week. (laughs) I don't know if you've heard, uh, but I got my purse stolen and I had a drain back up in my basement. It's been not, it's been not fun this week, but uh, you know what? Every, every day is a different day and every week is a different week. So erase, erase, erase. We're going to start over and uh, hopefully this week will be better. Hopefully, uh, hopefully nothing else backs up in the house. And uh, I heard somebody had a little bit of fun. Um, a little <laughs> you bit know, of fun I, shopping is Bryn, huh? I, I would say just keep swimming, but I have a flooded basement. So maybe I shouldn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I had really been hoping that 2023 would kind of come in on a beautiful note and, and really, you know, set a great tone for the year with the last two years being um, rather hard and interesting to get through. Um, point of privilege, I'm gonna do something that I don't really do very often on this show, but I'm gonna ask listeners and, and our community for some extra prayers. This is a hard, hard one for me. Um, one of my very best friends, we've known each other since junior high school. She was my first crush, my first, my first a lot of things. Um, and we ended up becoming lifelong friends. We've been, you know, friends for over 30 years. And um, an amazing woman, mother of six, speech pathologist, and a avid, if not rabid, Yankee fan, my friend, Brooke Gellerman Hoprich, um, mom of six, passed away on Saturday, Friday afternoon. Uh, she had a rare form of nasal cancer. And... Um, so the family could definitely use any extra available prayers out there. And um, I just want to say to my sweet, incredibly intelligent, wonderful friend that you are so very much loved and you will be part of our hearts 
All right. Um, <laughs> a couple of announcements before we get into the heart of, of um, today's program. If you are looking for a cool convention, convention season has started. Um, the State of Maryland Convention is coming up in a few weeks. Their keynote speaker will be none other than um, our wonderful Gabriel Lopez Cafati, um, national board member and immediate past president of BPI, plus a whole bunch of other things, multicultural affairs and Hispanic subcommittee. Um, I know his speech is gonna be really, really inspiring and awesome to listen to. And yours truly will be there Friday night presenting for Democracy Live. Um, we'll be talking about advocating for full electronic ballot return in um, trifecta states like Maryland. And for those of you who don't know, a trifecta state is one where all three of the top, uh, you know, the House, the Senate, um, statewide, and the governor and or the attorney general are either Democratic or Republican. And uh, so Maryland happens to be a Democratic trifecta. And um, there's some great programming that you should stay tuned for for Black History Month. I know that MCAC is teaming up with BPI for a trivia night. That should be a lot of fun and some great conversations surrounding, as well as BPI's final lessons in advocacy program. Um, and that will be hosted by Margie Donovan, a fierce um, BPI ally. Um, these programs, of course, have been brought to us by Debbie Grubb. Um, in association with Making Gay History. If you would like to learn more about the history of civil rights movements, as far as it is concerning the LGBTQ plus community, please check out www.makinggayhistory.org. And you can start with any of the episodes. Um, they're all the voices, true recordings of these pioneers so many of them um, who are no longer with us, but at least we have um, archived these amazing interviews. Um, Brian, Sheila, any other announcements that you think we should throw out before we get into the show? I can't think of anything. Well, I do. Wednesday night's recipe call is in <laughs> conjunction with the Multicultural Affairs Committee, and Cheryl is going to be on with me, and we're going to co-facilitate that night, and it's all about Black history, soul food, the sizzling soul, soul food, so please come join us, and you'll be able to do it in Clubhouse, too, so that'll be fun. Sizzling soul food Wednesday <laughs> at 7 p.m. Yep, exactly. I will definitely be there. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I am very happy to welcome back um, a who I call brother from another mother, one of my um, Florida cohorts and J.P. Morgan Chase Co. Um, you know, we were in the same class two years ago and podcaster, musician, extraordinaire, editor of, of the White Cane for quite some time, award-winning editor of the White Cane Bulletin. Greg, you're just, you're just, uh, you're a man of many, many talents. Welcome back to Sunday Edition. Hey there, Anthony. Great to be with you as always, man. Like you said, we're, we're definitely Florida brothers from other mothers, so it's, it's always a pleasure to be here. So you had a really great experience a few months ago. Um, it resulted in a pretty cool song and video. Um, why don't you tell us how you found out 
about the workshop and and what the process was to become involved sure sure yeah so uh, i guess it was around last summer the summer of 2022 uh, i actually got a text from a friend of mine just telling me about this new event that was going to be put on last fall and it was called the song site music mentoring retreat and uh, so scott mcintyre who hopefully is going to be joining us here fairly soon um, was was going to be sponsoring it, putting it on, and uh, for those who might have heard the name or maybe haven't, so Scott was actually on the 2009 season of American Idol. Uh, he's also, you know, legally blind, visually impaired, and he finished, I believe, eighth. So he was a top ten finisher in uh, on American Idol in 2009, and uh, so he's a he's a highly accomplished pianist, uh, singer, vocalist. Has put out, uh, you know, his own his own music. Has written a book. And uh, so he, for a long time, he wanted to to start up some type of event, some type of camp for blind and visually impaired musicians, singers, artists, uh, to get them together and to, you know, just to talk music, to kind of talk shop. Um, he's also an accomplished Christian artist, so kind of the Christian angle, uh, you know, the inspiration, kind of spiritual angle, he, he definitely incorporated into the event as well. Um, so it was, it was just such a powerful event. And so, yeah, just kind of circling back here. So I got a text from a friend of mine, just telling me about uh, this event and saying, Hey, Greg, you know, you should definitely apply. Uh, this sounds like a cool opportunity. And I thought for a while, I kind of went back and forth, you know, I've, I've done music, which we can certainly get into here in a little bit. Um, you know, as a hobby, I've taken guitar lessons, I've taken voice lessons, definitely love to sing and play and you know but i don't really consider myself like a professional musician or someone who's you know certainly not made a living with music it's it's definitely more of a hobby and a passion of mine kind of on the side um but i thought you know what why why don't i throw my my hat in the ring and, and give it a shot you know what do i have to lose and uh so i did apply I think it was back in August. And uh, so there was an online application to complete. Um, you know, we had to fill out a bunch of things and then also submit a video. I think a two minute video of ourselves just explaining, you know, why we thought we were a good fit for this, how we could benefit from participating in this type of event. And uh, we also had to submit just some samples of some music that we've recorded that we've performed. Uh, so I sent all that in and thought, you know, who knows what's going to happen here. Uh, cross my fingers and toes and say a prayer and hope for the best. And I guess it was about a week later, which was definitely sooner than I expected. Uh, I got an email. I think it might have been from Scott himself uh, congratulating me on being accepted into this retreat, into this program. And uh, I was like, just in shock, you know, again, kind of going back to what I was saying before, uh, you know, I have some experience in music, but certainly not any kind of accomplished musician that I really consider myself, um, you know, so I wasn't quite sure what they were really looking for. But uh, when I got that email, it was like, wow, let me pinch myself. I mean, this, this is a huge opportunity. This could open so many doors you know just the the people that i'm going to be able to get to meet and network with and you know talk music talk shop i mean it just was really an unbelievable uh you know thing experience just to to get that acceptance to say yes we want you we want you to come join us 
So tell us a little about this structure. You, you know, you obviously spent a few days away. Um, what was it like when you first got there? And, and did you know at that point that you'd be, you know, recording a professional quality single that would be, you know, put out there? Yeah. Yeah. So I know at first the details were a little sketchy and I think it was kind of, you know, they kind of deliberately did that to kind of give us a little more and more leading up to the event uh, just to make it, you know, not necessarily a bit of a surprise, but just to kind of, you know, roll out that red carpet for us once we got there and, and just really immerse ourselves in that, that world. Um, so it was held in Scottsdale, Arizona, outside of Phoenix and uh yeah so they they had uh basically this venue this this house that uh some volunteers that scott has worked with um, they own this property and you know quite large uh house you know i don't know how many bedrooms but very spacious home you know in a very nice area a nice part of town there and uh so there were there were seven of us that ultimately were selected to participate in this event and uh so yeah it was you know a lot of variety a lot of different things we got to do you know it was only a short time pretty much that friday afternoon through sunday afternoon so basically a 48 hour marathon you know of of just you know talking music having sit downs uh, with scott and others other you know crew that he had assembled there that are highly connected to the the music industry uh, several individuals from Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, yeah, so we we definitely knew, you know, going into it that we were going to be recording a song as a group. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was really the most, for sure, the most memorable part of the entire event. Um, so, so it was actually on Sunday, Sunday morning when we started doing the recording. And so we started off with a group recording uh essentially they had you know all of us in a room together with scott and then dave bechtel who's a highly accomplished producer and i think over 200 albums to his name uh, from nashville so we knew we were in good hands you know just with the two of them there and even some of the other fellow musicians uh some that you know others that we're going to hear from today as well um, that have a lot of experience in, in recording and whatnot and so, you know, we, we started with the group recording, like I was saying. And so that took probably a good maybe two and a half to three hours uh, to actually you know, conduct that recording. And so they, they basically gave us all an earbud that we listened to this track on that Scott had composed for this song called Let the Light In. And then so they had us record, you know, many, many takes for, for each line, for each verse, for the chorus. Um, it was it was definitely an eye opener, you know, pun fully intended. It, uh, I, you know, again, I had never experienced anything like a recording studio, a recording session like this. Um, so just to see how, you know, at times it, it can be tedious, just having to, you know, be patient and re-record things over and over and over. You know, sometimes it was ten to twelve takes for say, you know, two lines of the song. So it was a lot, but just so fascinating to see that whole process, you know, in action and, you know, again, to be surrounded by those who are blind and visually impaired and just having that, that commonality, having that in common uh, was so powerful. So, so yeah, we, uh, like I said, we did the, the group recording initially 
And then we actually did individual recordings uh, later on that day. So they brought, uh, I think it was actually Tyler, Tyler Zonke and myself into the one of the rooms that they had kind of a makeshift studio in and uh, so i believe tyler did his lines initially and then they brought me up uh, to record uh, a few lines from one of the verses and uh yeah again just such a powerful experience i mean i, I was a little more nervous in that setting just kind of with you know all ears on me uh being an individual recording um, but I really got some really some really good tips from Scott and from Dave, the producer, uh, just, you know, about little fine details, little tweaks I could make to my voice, to my pitch, uh, tone. <clears throat> you know, again, there's there's just so much that goes into music. And like I was saying before, I've had voice lessons and whatnot. But in just the short time that we were there, I mean, I, I was just a sponge and I soaked up so much knowledge so much experience uh, about you know singing composing songwriting and uh so yeah it uh you know the the recording sessions were just so so powerful such an awesome experience and then so it was a few weeks uh after the you know the retreat that the song was actually released which we can get into as well so, you know, <clears throat> I think a, a lot of listeners out there are probably thinking, you know, from those old kind of movies and, and you know, possibly television shows where it's like a huge board and somebody's sitting behind all these buttons and dials and then there's a window and there you are in a little room with like a mic. Um, was it anything like that or is it all, you know, like digital and just one little computer and a <laughs> and a microphone? What What was the setup like? Yeah, so it was pretty much, you know, I believe Dave, the producer, had a computer, and then there were, you know, a few mics. I mean, it was, you know, pretty, pretty new age, shall we say, uh, you know, recording setup. And I think it just shows, you know, how how simple it's become for anyone to be able to record to put music out there. And that was, you know, a lot of the discussion during the retreat was just, you know, the how simple it is, like I was saying, and not only that <clears throat> excuse me but uh, how accessible a lot of the recording software and editing you know audio recording and editing software out there is these days uh, with say screen readers or magnification or whatnot um, it's it's really become you know fairly fairly easy to do with some experience you know with some tips and tricks obviously but uh you know, it's it's definitely become so much more streamlined than like you were kind of describing kind of that that old school stereotypical, you know, recording. So I want to ask Bryn if she wants to ask any questions, especially about software or, or the setup, because that's her thing. <laughs> Bryn? All right. Bryn may be multitasking, but when she comes back in. We'll see if she has any questions. All right. I know we have Tyler with us. Um, Sheila, when Scott and Lizzie come in, can you let us know? Hi, um, this is this is Lizzie. Um, I'm joining from my phone today. Welcome, welcome. So can you um can you tell us a little bit about your experience? How did you find out about the retreat? What was the application process like for you and your initial thoughts when you first got there? Anthony, uh, there is a Scott here, by the way. Oh, okay. You know what, Lizzie? I know Scott has a couple of commitments today, so we're going to talk to Scott first. I'll get back to you in a few. Scott, welcome to Sunday Edition. Scott, you're muted. 
you might need to grab that got it button because we are recording. Scott, if you get a notification that says the host is not allowing you to unmute, that's because you haven't gotten the got it. And it might be simpler to go out and come back in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Greg, tell us tell us a little bit about your first meeting with Scott. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I know when we first arrived uh, at the retreat on Friday afternoon, uh, Scott and his wife, they were both there. And his wife also sings and is part of his band as well and has performed with Scott. And uh, so just meeting them, I mean, that, you know, first impression is, is so important. And it's like, how is this going to go? Obviously, I'm nervous. What do I say? <laughs> and Scott, I mean, I, I just got to say, he made us feel so at ease, so comfortable, you know, like we've known him for a long time. I mean, he is such a humble, such a giving person. And I just honestly, you know, it's the word impress, the word inspiration. I mean, these words get thrown around so much, but scott's the real deal i mean he's such a genuine individual and uh so we just kind of you know made some small talk initially and he was just again so inviting so welcoming into that group you know into this this really exclusive group that i never really imagined myself you know getting to be a part of that's that's so future. kind of you greg i don't know if you guys can hear me now can you we hear can. me we can yes, yes. say there scott well it's great to be here and, hey scott uh, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry about that. I, I've never seen the got it thing before, but now I got it. So we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Sunday edition. Um, thank you so much for taking some time to, to be with us today. Um, let's 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 go back a bit. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself when you first discovered your musicality and, and um, you know, talk us up through getting, you know, onto American Idol. Well, wow. Uh, Okay. Um, You know, and I just wanted to say, first of all, Greg, it's so fun hearing you talk about song site and, um, and Lizzie, I heard, heard you. I can't wait to hear from you as well. And Tyler, glad to be here with you guys. I'm really honored to, to be here with these three, Anthony, just because um, it it was a joy to just witness them, uh, just just participate with such joy and such vigor and such enthusiasm in the retreat and it just uh was really just a dream of mine to to be able to share some of what i've learned with other uh other blind musicians like me and i i think um uh you know it's the first year many more to come lord willing but it was uh it was so exciting just to see it come to life and you guys stepping out um of your comfort zone just to, to try something new was, uh, was incredible. But I, I had, I mean, there's so much I could say, I had so much fun producing that song, let the light. And we can talk more about that, but, um, with, with Dave, obviously the man, um, Dave Bechtel, but yeah, American Idol was just kind of one of those things that, you know, people had encouraged me to do a little bit. And I, I finally gave it a shot and it really, (laughs) really changed a lot. You know, that's what, uh for me that's what opened the doors to the industry um that was the the yes that i was looking for you know because you just you kind of bang your head up against a wall sometimes and uh looking for that right uh that right moment has to be the right time the right place um I think it was Mr. Wonderful or Mark Cuban, one of them that said they wouldn't touch the music industry with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, I'm very 
honored that um that I was able to to go down that path but I think the the heart of songside is that you know what I I've discovered that you don't have to be um a regional artist a national artist an international artist in order to make a difference in your community and in the world through music and especially as a blind person you know I've noticed Anthony, a lot of times when I speak to people around the world or if I'm singing, um, people listen to me in a way that they might not listen to a sighted person. Uh, and I, you know, I can't see their skin color. I can't see what they're wearing. I, I don't know any of that information um, before I hear their hearts. And so I think that's disarming to people. And that's that's something that, you know, um, we're still talking about more after Songside because it was it was a it was a quick weekend, as Greg said. But that's kind of at the heart of this too. I, I wanted to help uh, some of these guys just just move from, you know, that that uh, mentality of just kind of trying to keep up with the world to a mentality of being a musician on a mission, knowing that as as blind individuals, as people who are sight impaired, we we can actually have a unique voice for change and you combine that with music which just reaches past barriers anyway it's a powerful thing so talk to us a little bit about dave too because he has some amazing credits how did um how did he come to be part of the workshop and and um you know what's his style like well, Dave Bechtel is uh, is a wonderful producer based right outside of Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, I've known him for a while. We went to the same church back in Franklin, um, where he still attends. I, I'm out in Scottsdale, Arizona now, and uh, he's done a lot. You know, he once told me he he's he's taken a lot of his life trying to just capture that perfect. Uh, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but trying to capture that really organic authentic sound and i think you hear that come out in the uh the recording of let the light in it's very uh you know i, I when i wrote it I, I co-wrote it with um burton collins from nashville a great country songwriter um it it kind of has that uh that mumford and sons uh phil philip philip phillips vibe you know that's kind of what i was going for but um Dave really did a good job of of capturing that um also I should mention Mark Dowdy who uh spoke at the retreat as well um did some production on it I don't know if if uh um you guys remember that but he he actually played some of the guitars and things on it as so as we were recording in Scottsdale Mark Dowdy was recording some of the instruments in Atlanta and we uh, we brought it in from a bunch of different angles like that and kind of pieced it together. So um, it was fun for me to get to kind of put my hands on various parts of that. But yeah, a lot of it was just, you know, when we we set up this makeshift studio and you're right, Greg, it was pretty minimal. No, no glass separation, you know, <laughs> but you're in this beautiful, this beautiful house um, where no one, no one lives. It's just, it's just, um, uh, just kind of used for for outreach like this um in different ways and the family was very kind to let us use it and just you know uh be out of there for the <laughs> for the weekend but um 
it's uh it, you know it had a lot of space where we could spread out we could break off into small groups for songwriting for instrument focus um for meals we could come together um and yeah we turned one of the rooms into kind of a makeshift recording studio i think dave had a couple speakers um we didn't end up using those a lot but yeah he brought a brought uh, an assortment of microphones you know had his mac mini there and uh <laughs> I would just say, I don't want to get too technical uh, with, with the time we have today, but i um, happy to answer any questions about that too. But I would just say that today it's really about what you do with the technology you have. And that goes for anything. If you're, you're listening, you're visually impaired, you're blind like me, uh, <laughs> like Tyler, Lizzie and Greg here, we, you know, we all have the same access to screen readers you know um and that's you know there are cases where you may not yet but but hopefully you can you can get plugged in there are programs to to help with that and uh i'm always happy to talk to people about that too point being there's so much access to the technology today with uh with accessibility with recording with you know in any kind of um hardware software and so it's, it's the question is, what do you do with it? And so this was a really great example of, you know, it's not always about having the perfect soundproof room. You know, I think Dave threw up a few, you know, a few uh, casual panels and blankets around there, you know, just to kind of tame the room. But um, I mean, I've, I've had stuff on the radio that I produced that, you know, was done in a very untreated room that people would probably laugh at, you know? <laughs> so it's, um, it depends what kind of music you're recording and what you're doing, but you can do so much um, if you use your ears, which, you know, the, the four of us have become good at. And, uh, and if you know what you're going for. So let me ask you, what was, um, what was the most surprising thing for you about Greg and Lizzie and, and Tyler and the rest of the folks um, you know, what, what was something about each of them you didn't expect that you learned over the weekend? I think I, I was, uh, surprised number one at, um, at the musicality of all of them, because, you know, um, the application team knew a lot about them. I, I had heard, you know, things about them and knew from that. Um, but I think, when we got together and just, you know, we had some moments where we were sitting around at the end of some of these longer days, sharing music around the campfire or just talking, um, getting to share music with each other. And uh, it was really, really cool just to have that human experience, just heart to heart uh, with music being the catalyst that, that really surprised me how, um, all of us opened up during the, you know, during the course of the retreat. Um, so the musicality number one just, you Here know, blew me away. These guys just really, um, really blew it out of the park. Um, and I think you can hear that in in the Let the Light In song. But um, that was just kind of the capstone, you know, all, all weekend we were making music. We were uh, building these friendships. We were talking about the industry, but also how we can how we can affect change um, through music. And so it, it just surprised me at how willing to participate everyone was. And obviously that's what you hope for, but it was just a really like, I, I think everyone walked away 
with that relationship piece that that ended up being a big standout you know um the fact that music brought us together relationally uh did surprise me even though that's you know that's what you hope for just the the way it happened was really cool so i'm gonna pivot a little bit back to software and and things like that we have a lot of talent in our community um i don't know if you ever have the opportunity check out our saturday night karaoke's um here on acb media it's it's pretty pretty awesome um and during our summer convention we have what we call the friends in art showcase and we've got a lot of talent in the community but um what is some of your favorite recording software i know that folks in the community i myself am taking a class on on a piece of software called reaper mm-hmm. um but what is some of the stuff you like to work with that's a great question and i gotta be careful here because i could talk about this all day <laughs> <laughs> Um, Anthony, I, I'm really, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm a producer at heart and, you know, God took me into this, this whole world of being an artist and getting to tour. And, uh, you know, I I've sung and spoke in some really cool places around the world, but, um, I do really enjoy kind of like we did with let the light and just, just, you know, having a song and then really bringing out the best in the song and in the artist's. And, uh, and so by the way, if anyone, there, there's a lot, I, I don't have time to say here, but if anyone wants to to talk to me more about that, you can always reach out to me, um, on scottmcintyre.com. My email's scott at scottmcintyre.com. Uh, it's M-A-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E. So one more time, just scott at scottmcintyre, M-A-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E.com. And there's a lot on the website. I'm happy to help with that. If anyone is interested, there's some groups I can introduce you to that have a lot of information. But um, yeah, I know a lot of of individuals who are blind use Reaper. I've never used Reaper, but um, it's a good solution. Uh, Myself, um, as well as Dave Bechtel, as well as Mark Dowdy, who is is visually impaired as well, uh, we all work in Pro Tools and a few years back, one of the high up uh, powers that be people at Avid went blind. And so <laughs> when that mm-hmm. happens, when that happens, a lot changes in a company. And, um, you know, it's I, I'm I'm not one to, you know, to get all angry at companies for not being more accessible in that. But it, I'll, I'll tell you, when someone on the inside uh, all of a sudden is dealing with blindness, it, it becomes very personal. And so uh, accessibility takes a much, yeah. um, yeah, much stronger role. Yep. And so this, this, this guy, Ed Gray over at Avid took up the cause of just not only for Avid, but for third party plugin companies of really just seeing how can we, how can we uh, give everyone the same access to the parameters. And so um, this is a whole different story, but I, you know, um, I had kind of, uh, I had kind of thought maybe, maybe I will never be able to have that, that same access again. And it's just, you know, something I'll have to let go of little by little as I get busier. And as, uh, you know, um, we all have different visual impairments. Um, I've never had much vision at all, but it's, it's even changed further 
since my kidney transplants and, uh, you know, things related to that. So I, I usually would have an assistant in the room with me, you know, <laughs> and I could, I could produce, but I couldn't really put my hand on the canvas, you know, and it's, it's different if you're a painter, it's different putting your own hand on the canvas and moving the paintbrush versus standing, uh, standing behind someone and saying, Hey, can you, can you move your brush a little to the left and use a, use a little bit of a lighter touch? Uh, it's not quite right. Try it again. You know, just being able to put your own hand on the canvas. I know Lizzie does a lot of, a lot of, you know, ambient sampling and stuff. So she, I'm sure she can relate to this too. And, 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 uh, Tyler and Greg, but, um, when when I discovered that it was so accessible, speaking of Pro Tools specifically, and Re- Reaper is is good as well, it really just got me excited about this this production uh, piece. And so Dave Bechtel did a lot of the engineering on site. He ended up mixing the song, um, but uh, uh, Mark Dowdy did some tracking. I did some tracking in my studio, and I was I was kind of the one bringing it all together. So kind of importing the uh you know the takes from all the all the places doing the editing i did some pre-mixing on it so it, it all kind of came through my project studio here and then dave um took it again at the end and and uh was the mixer on it and a guy a guy in um the very end of the chain in nashville uh did did the uh the mastering at foxborough studios mike cervantes but it was just a fun project because usually a song doesn't doesn't hit that many studios and you know (laughs) and places but it was pretty cool just to uh to filter it through so many lenses and then bring it all together and i would imagine that you know there could have been so many different versions of this same song based upon you know the way it was recorded how do you make the choices to, you know, to blend the way you blend and and get this final product? Well, I think it starts with the vision and knowing what you're going for. And so, you know, I spent, um, this is a longer songwriting session for me, but I spent about four hours, you know, on zoom with my friend Burton Collins writing this. And by the way, um, we really tried to, you know, even before we knew you guys, Lizzie and and Greg and Tyler and all the others, um, I really looked at um, what you'd shared in your applications. And we, we tried to write a song that just encapsulated a little bit of all of our stories. And so um, I want to be sure to mention, and Anthony, I'm sure you'll remind people too, but you can, you can hear this song we're talking about. It's on YouTube. If you just search song site, all one word, S O N G S I G H T like site song site, let the light in, um, you'll hear it. And it's, uh, there are many directions the song could have gone. Um, yeah. you know what? We have Actually, a link to it in the show notes as well, by the way. So you okay, can just awesome. click it yeah. on and get there. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's on the song site uh webpage too, which is songsiteretreat.com. But um you're right, there are a lot of directions you could go with it. And we'll probably do a remix of it for fun or something sometimes. So, you know, <laughs> there probably will be <laughs> other versions. But um, even when I was writing it, it just I, I wanted to do something kind of in in that um in that vein like i mentioned and so when you hear it you'll hear that folky kind of you know there's a little there's a little banjo tucked in there there's guitars there's the you know the gang vocals and um it just it just sounded like this this needs to be a fun upbeat you know 
kind of organic sounding song. So there's a lot of, you know, <laughs> Greg and, and Lizzie and Tyler can tell you, we did a lot of foot stomping and uh, slapping our legs in the studio and claps and, you know, snaps. And then we got a bunch of random noisemakers from around the house and just, you know, all that is mixed in there. And it's fun because when it comes back to me in the studio or someone like Dave, uh, we have a lot of options and you you can do so much um, in how you mix that together. So it was, it was really fun. So I know that you have other commitments today. I'm going to turn it to Sheila to see if we have any hands yet for, um, for Scott. And of course, Clubhouse, Herbie, if there's anyone on stage, just pop in and let us know. Nobody has their hand in Zoom. All right. So let's bring Lizzie up. Lizzie, um, welcome to Sunday Edition. Tell us a little bit about your musicality experience and coming to um, coming to the workshop and the project. Well, it was really, I would say that the workshop was really fun, like every bit of it. I just loved it. Initially, I was a little bit, I don't want to say skeptical, but just, I, like Greg, I had been doing music right now as more of a hobby, and I'm going into social work. I'm going to be finishing my degree in a few months. But Congratulations. So I just, thank you. Um, so I thought of music as sort of like a secondary sort of thing. And so I didn't think that I would actually get in. Um, but I was really glad to hear that I got accepted. And I just loved the retreat itself because it took people from different musical backgrounds and we were just doing the same sorts of things and putting our own personalities and perspectives and musical backgrounds into everything that we were doing and it all blended together really nicely. So when you heard the first track that you were recording with um, you know, versus when you finally heard the full mix, you know, stamp on it, this is the actual, you know, single. What what were the differences and and where did you mo where were you most excited to to hear yourself in, in the song? Actually, um, other than a lot of a lot more tracks, vocals and instrumentals, both. It was actually pretty similar. Um, I think um, some of the original demo tracks uh, were used in the final mix um, because I actually um, listened to them back to back. And I was like, oh, this sounds like it's from the demo, but this, this sure doesn't. Um, so it was, it was very interesting to hear how it was mixed and everything like that. Um, I'm especially glad that they picked um, the line that they picked uh, for me, for my solo in the first chorus, which is the, the first few lines of the chorus. You don't have to see it to know that it's real. Just reach out and touch with your heart. That line really resonated with me. 
And I was really glad that they featured part of that that has that line in it, that you can just hear me. And I also so, really... Go ahead. I also really loved hearing all of our voices mixed together as well. Um, I could, because I know my voice, I could actually hear my voice in the mix of all of us. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when you were finally able to share the final piece with friends and family, what's the best piece of feedback you got? Um, I remember talking to someone about me going to the retreat and how I was looking forward to it. And then I told that same person, oh, the song got released on YouTube. And they asked me, okay, so have you listened to it like a thousand times? <laughs> and I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to Scott for a minute. How has this, how has this changed your musicality, your life and, um, and what's, you know, what did you walk away with that, that has forever changed you? I would say that it's really changed how I look at music, that it will always be with me. And um, what we were saying is like that we were just using a really small room as kind of like a studio and how it just sounds so perfect. Um, it kind of reminds me of uh, when I was in my songwriting session, I was noticing that the songwriter and producer that was leading the session was using a software called Ableton, which I actually recognized the click track from it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how I knew what it was. And so I told him, I noticed you're using Ableton, and that's also what my favorite artists use. But I just use like a multi-track recorder and audacity and stuff like that. And he said, it doesn't really matter what you use. Just, it's just, you're just making something. Um, I know some people say that audacity is more for amateurs, but I just believe in just using what you have and making something good out of it, which is kind of the same case with the audacity kind of thing and also how we just made that room in that house into a little studio i think that's awesome. so well well said lizzie it's really cool yeah and audacity is a great um and and ableton both i'm glad you mentioned those yeah tyler and i both use audacity mainly yeah well that's and a great site God. And you got and you got to hear her her solo on the song. I mean, it just I remember Lizzie. One of my favorite moments was when Dave Bechtel told you that you. I can't remember if I'm quoting this exactly right, but he he said something to the effect of that you have this this magical kind of voice, and you can hear that. Dave Dave was really good at, um, you know, he and I kind of kind of tag teamed it back and forth, and we would let each other uh lead here and there but he he just had a really um i have a lot of respect for dave he has a great way of bringing out um the character well first identifying the unique characteristics of someone's voice and then encouraging that out of them and i saw him do that with you lizzie and uh we were able to preserve that all the way to the the final recording and the chorus that, that first chorus starts and you just 
hear the joy in your voice and yeah. just this uh this quality that I, I've never really heard anyone have before so it was really fun to work with your voice it's like a fairy quality almost um I, I find, found myself thinking Tinkerbellish. Um, um yeah oh I love that that's, that's <laughs> yeah, so cool. yeah. I, I actually love like a lot of I don't mean to go off on a tangent here but I do have like a lot of um, I also really like creative writing and I have my own fantasy world and um, there are a lot of singing fairies in it and so it's just it's great to hear that about my voice. <laughs> that's that's what your voice <clears throat> what your voice evokes for me. Let's um let's bring Tyler in. Hey thank you for being so patient Tyler. Welcome to Sunday Edition. Hello, everybody. And uh, um, I, I noticed how one of you guys pronounced my name. I, I'd like to clarify my name is pronounced Tyler Zanke. And yeah, I've lived in Grand Rapids all my life. And uh, on site was great. So same kind of set of questions for you. What was the application process like? What did you think you were getting into? And, and did it match your expectations or blow them away? Um, well, yes, it did. I, I just happened, I don't know, somebody posted it on a mailing list. It was like some performing mailing list or something. And so someone put it on the mailing list and I was like, blind musicians. <laughs> like, um, at first I was like, oh, it's in Arizona, but it's like, wait, this is like Willy Wonka's golden ticket. Uh, like they're only going <laughs> to accept a few people. I uh, um I better apply for this, and uh, um I might have you beat by a few weeks, Greg. I don't know, but um I think my application was submitted with video on July twenty eighth or 29th of twenty two, and then by the first week of August, I had the acceptance note from Scott. And what was it like for you, you know, sitting around talking music and and knowing that you were going to be recording, you know, in a professional um almost almost professional recording studio that would end up with a release on youtube and a, a collaboration that is really oh, magical um, oh i've been waiting all my life for that being uh, being what some people might call a seshi or session artist um it's um, basically i'm like i've been calling myself a seshi all this time and I still haven't been to a studio. Like I called myself a seshi because I've attended jam sessions. I've um, I've sung backup. I um, I've sung like in the background, for example, in a choir. Um, so it's like I felt like I was part of many music sessions, except studios. I hadn't been into a studio environment yet. So this was um, one of the highlights of my life. Um, so, so Lizzie was talking about the songwriting session. I actually had to miss that. We, there, like, the first day, Friday, it just happened to be a day when a whole bunch of airports were going through a whole bunch of flight delays. So I, ah. so I had, so I had to show up on Saturday. That stinks. But at least you still got the magicality of it all. What's your favorite part of the song? Um. Um, I I love when the bridge has that and everyone's just clapping and swinging in the bridge. Um, and as as far as my solo part, 
I noticed how Lizzie was saying the line that they gave her for the solo part resonated with her. Well, I noticed the same is true for me. Like the um, the line that they gave me was, "Because um, who you are today is never who you're gonna be." Um, and in fact, I I actually started writing a, a stand up comedy bit about that. Like. Me in 2003, na, 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 me in 2006, HTML, woohoo, 2007, I might switch from tape to digital, 2010, <laughs> maybe tape is okay, 2011, will you delete this file off my drive, I think I'm weird Al, like, I, I have like a, I have like a whole bit that I'm, I still haven't finished developing yet, so I'm not ready to perform it yet in entirety, but that bit Pretty, which I actually started writing in 2017, pretty much sums up who you are today is never who you're going to be. So you're at least a double threat, if not more, comedy and musicality. Where do you, where do you see your performing going? Um, I, um, I am truly multifaceted in a way that, um, many people are afraid to um, to be um, so so especially in 2016 Lizzie and I had the mini nifty project which is uh, similar to bands like negative land where there's like a lot of sampling and collaging um, and things like that like remixing and I noticed I was at a festival once and DJs were doing um, live remixing and I was like um, so I'm very open to that and then I have like the comedy and parodies, which I'm definitely into that. How, however, my my favorite seems to be my original piano compositions. Um, in fact, if I can get a, an original piano composition professionally recorded, I'm probably going to audition for some production libraries. I um, I am proud of my original compositions, and um, and about nine years ago maybe even 10 now when i really got into production libraries it was like wow there are people working in the music industry even getting paid in it like in the music industry and they're not being followed around by the paparazzi i mean it doesn't matter either way um whether whether a bunch of people recognize me or not but I just found it amazing that there were like these production libraries because um, there were people trying to tell me like you have to be like you have to be famous in order to make it or things like that. But then I found things like the production libraries and the scoring for TV and such. So I would say instrumental composition, especially now that I have know how to sequence MIDI and even write sheet music using a very accessible app called Lily Pond. Um, now that I know, now that I know how to do that, that I um, I actually see myself going very deep into composing. Like um, before, I had that misgiving. Like, oh, the expecting the expectation of a composer is that they have to be able to write the music down. But now I'm becoming so like I've explored so much software that I'm actually okay with that now. Like even that is accessible now. That's really That's awesome. cool, Tyler. I, I think you got something figured out there, by the way, like how to be in music without the Pavarazzi chasing. I think I could have used that. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, again, I'm going to repeat. Yeah. Um, um, I, 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 um, I used to think I, I used to type as an introvert, especially when all the a bunch of crazy stuff that I won't get into happened in my life. A bunch of shocking stuff happened in my life. But I'm finally starting to come out of my shell and realize what an extrovert I am, and I am becoming okay with um. If people want to take some photos of me or whatever, I'm okay with it. But I'm also, but I'm also okay with not doing it. Like, like I, I'm, I've opened up, especially in the past couple of years. Yeah. In, in fact, in, in fact, awesome. in fact, for example, even two years ago, when I was a backing vocalist on the Braver Angels, um, um, songwriting awards, um, even, um, even then, I fought for my own blind right. It's, I said. I'm blind. Why the heap do I need to make video? I'll just make audio. But I'm coming out of my shell a little. And I'm like, okay, I'll submit a video to the song site retreat. Um, I'll conduct a Zoom video, with, Zoom interview with my camera on for the, I was interviewed by um, Here Now TV a few months ago about my work with um, Yelop, which is a nonprofit, a new nonprofit um, monetary reform currency um, organization. Um, um, and um, I was like, yep, I'll, um, I was like, yep, tell me, uh, give me a few camera tips and I'll be on my way. Like I became more comfortable being extroverted and taking video of myself and things like that. So I'm, I'm really coming out of my shell and, and I'm glad because I, I know that that was a requirement for song site was video. So just to think, just two years ago, like I said, when I did the Braver Angels songwriting award, like backing vocal, I was in the choir. Um, I refused video. Just think if I would have stayed introverted, I would have like refused to take a video. And I'd be like, video, never mind, and then close the web page. But I'm braver and more extroverted now. I was like, okay, I'll take that video. And what do you know? Uh -huh. I ended up singing the song in Arizona. <laughs> Oh, that is that is definitely a testimonial for getting outside your comfort zone. Anything you wanna you wanna say directly to Scott about the experience or or how you know your life might have changed since this experience? Well, well, I've known I've known about Scott all my life. I I wasn't even an uh, an American Idol watcher. I think I was at some event, maybe even the year before American Idol, like two thousand eight or so. And um, so I've known about Scott all my life. And every time I see a McIntyre post in the forum, it's like, I wonder if there's any connection with Scott. But, but it's like, it was like a thought in the back of my mind. Not like, I actually, I actually never listened to Scott except at whatever event I met him, at, which I still, we still haven't figured out. But, um, but so, so it's, it was actually, it actually wasn't somebody I Googled again and revisited until I read about the retreat. But, um, but yeah, it was like, I definitely was starstruck. I even like, even to like, to make up for the lost time because of my delayed flight. I remember Scott and the team even al allowing me to stay a little extra and we hung out and, um, I, I know, I, I think Scott and I even ate dinner together. It was like, and then of course, uh, and of course I have this whole, uh, I have this whole sequence of memories about veggie tales. So when Kurt Heineke showed up, I almost lost my cool. <laughs> <laughs>
you know, when they're bringing that back now, I think DreamWorks picked that up. Um, but it's this, if for anyone who doesn't know, it's, it's a huge show back in like, I don't know, like the nineties, even yeah. in the two thousands. And now it's, now it's back again. It's an animated show. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It was, it was the Sesame street of the nineties. Like, um, yeah. I, I, in fact, I know a lot of people, including myself, like we, like we were both, we were like, we were all familiar with veggie tales and, Sesame Street, and then, and then, and, and then those of us who were a little bit more cable TV conscious, we loved our Blues Clues. I could, uh, I could talk <laughs> about that show. I could talk about that show for way too long, but yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people know what that is. All right, let's pull Greg back up. Greg, you know, same, um, same question. What do, what do you want to say to Scott about the experience, and what are your favorite parts of the song? Well, yeah, I know, Scott, you probably have to run here soon, but just very briefly, again, so appreciate the opportunity. It was definitely a life-changing experience just sitting down with you at the piano, you know, one-on-one there for a bit. I mean, I, I like I said, I soaked up so much knowledge, so much experience. Um, I know, Scott, one piece of advice he gave me was, you know, singing from the heart, owning the words that you're singing, you know, just the message behind it. And that's something I'd never really done before, you know, really studying the words, the lyrics, even if you're just singing a cover of something. And so that alone has honestly, I've incorporated that already into me practicing and and just my future goals, you know, as far as improving as a, as a singer. Mm. And then uh, as far as let the light in, yeah, it's, you know, the others have, have said some great things already. I think just hearing that collective, you know, the layered track of all of our voices singing the chorus. I mean, it's just honestly, I still get chills every time I pull up that song on YouTube. And it's probably got, you know, more views than, you know, just from me refreshing and, and listening over and over <laughs> to that thing. Because <laughs> it's so addicting and it's it's just so empowering, not only yeah, the message, I, um... but just hearing all the voices. Yeah, I I have audio like I have a lot of audio software that synchronizes with YouTube. So I don't think my YouTube I, I don't think the views went up very much because of me because I have my like MP3 files and mixtapes and stuff. But but I do see that point. Like I I've probably like I I used to listen to it every day. Like I have a week that it probably have a week that it uploaded. Yo, <laughs> and like I said, I. And and this wasn't my um and this wasn't my first time working with Nashville grade pros. I, I actually have a whole collection of songs um like that. But um but yeah, it was amazing. I I felt like I was part of the team. And that's what so I what grab- I loved about it, guys, is just that there were there were people who, you know, we I mean we had attendees all the way from just kind of musically interested and singing in a choir all the way up to, you know, people who had released some albums and just, you know, different parts of this spectrum, but all being able to come together around our love of music and our shared uh, struggles in life and our shared experience there. So it, it really was a cool thing. And so, you know, if anyone's to that point, if anyone's listening, we haven't announced the next date yet, but it is coming. And in the coming months, that'll be up on songsiteretreat.com but that's what i loved about it is just that like um you know there are certain things that the team looked for in applications for sure but the commonality is is just 
a love of music and some ability there. And then uh, being willing to kind of step out of your comfort zone, like you were, you were talking about there, Tyler. Um, that's something that, you know, I've carried with me into life, into anything I do. And so um, in a sense, you know, what we're doing at Songsite is, is very applicable even outside of music. Um, so it's, it's fun to just journey with people in that and, um, and have a lot of fun along the way. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I had so much fun. So tell us about um, some of the projects, some of your other projects, what you're working on now and point them in all the different directions that they can find your music. And Anthony, when you have a second, you've got a couple hands. Okay. Is that for me, Anthony? That is for you, Scott. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, uh, I do have my, <laughs> my hands in a lot of, a lot of uh, pots going on. Song site was, was something new for us last year. And I'm, I'm so excited at the response for it. Um, I know we'll be doing it for many years to come again, song site retreat dot com um you can learn more but i just had a i don't i don't know if you guys have heard this yet i just had my first ever rap collab come out uh i am not rapping so don't worry i can plan it out and do fairly well but you do not want to hear me freestyle so you know <laughs> what what <laughs> um it's it's called believe again and um i know people use different stuff but you can go to my spotify scott mcintyre and uh, it's it was a pretty cool project. It was my first time producing um, one, you know, one of my songs with a rap feature. And uh, so I'm trying to put a lot more music out. But um, my wife Christina and I also have a a podcast and a TV special called Enduring Hope. That's um, something we do each week to encourage people just to hold on to hope in the midst of hardship. And uh, you know, other than I mean, I'm doing a lot of things, but I, it's all about um, about encouraging people for me, you know, I think I may have mentioned this earlier. I can't remember, but music used to be very artful for me. Um, you know, like wanted to be the next John Mayer or what, you know, whatever you have. <laughs> and, uh, um, God's been really just kind to me. I've, I've gotten to live a lot of those dreams. Um, but then over the years, music has, has moved from being artful to being artful and purposeful. And so these days I usually won't write a song unless I have a clear vision of how it's going to change someone's life or how it could change someone's life. You know, um, how is it going to help someone find, find hope? And so, um, and so it's just, it's just one of those things where it's been this kind of continuum. And uh, today I love that I get to, to encourage the next generation of musicians. Can you stick around for a few questions? I can, absolutely. All right, so I'm gonna ask if you have a question for Scott directly, leave your hand up. If you have a question for the other the other artists, we're gonna go back and hear about some of their music and, and their other projects when we're done with Scott. Uh, Sheila, who's up first? Ron Brooks. Welcome back, Ron. Hey, Ron. Everybody might need to hey click that button. All right, there we go. Yeah, had a little trouble with the mute button. Hey, good morning. Um, so, uh, Scott, I, I, it's so funny. I didn't know you were here today. I was, I was singing, and my wife came and said, you got to come hear this. So um, we are actually uh, down in Phoenix, and we're pretty excited to hear about 
care about song site. So I just wanted to acknowledge you and and um, just ask you real quickly, you know, and I missed the first part of the presentation. Um, you know, what, uh, you know, what do you now find to be, you said you've gone from being kind of artsy now more into obviously helping other people in the next generation. Um, you know, what do you, you know, what, um, you know, what are you finding as far as uh, interest, as far as sound site or a song site, um, you know, do you anticipate it this year or is it later? That's a great question. So I do anticipate it possibly this year. Um, I don't have uh, a consensus with the committee yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that it's probably going to be this fall or in spring of 2024. We're trying to figure out that pacing now, but I think there's a lot of interest for it. In fact, I don't remember which of you guys, but I was really surprised that I, I think most everyone who was there the first year said they would love to come back, which I was not, <laughs> I was not anticipating, but you know, it's, um, which I would, I would love that. I think the whole team would love that. And, um, and at the same time, we want to, we want to give this opportunity, you know, this opportunity to, um, to more people that I know would, would love it. And so, um, it's, it's, I think the anticipation, the demand, the need is there. I think music is just a great way in general to help people step out of their comfort zone. You know, sometimes I, I know for me, I'm a lot more at home singing at a piano than I am, you know, like networking in a crowded room, you know? So it's just e even that uh, music is a great way to kind of ease yourself in to, to more of what life has to offer you. And so if you go to songsiteretreat.com, again, it's S-O-N-G-S-I-G-H-T retreat.com. Um, there's a place at the bottom. You can just uh, put your email in there and send a message just saying that you want to be notified when uh, when the date is set and that will be coming up soon. So anyone that wants to track with that and be notified when the uh, when the next song site retreat is on the calendar, we can definitely do that for you. And you just go and uh, and put your info in there. Awesome. Thank you, Ron. Sheila, who's up next? Janine. Hi there. Um, good afternoon, everyone. So Scott, I have, um, well, two questions. Um, why did you not release the single to um, like iTunes or somewhere we can buy it and support and then you get money for the single, not just on YouTube. And then my main question for you is if you could write with anyone dead or alive, who would be your dream person to write with? <laughs> I always oh. like to ask artists that. That's my go-to question when I meet people. That's a hard question. That's your go-to question? Wow. It is my go-to question when I meet an artist because like I met Jesse McCartney and he said Prince and Cassidy Pope says oh. that she wants to work with Shania and Deborah Gibson wants to work with Billy Joel. So I Wait, think is, she has worked with Billy, but is go Billy, on. Is Billy Joel is Billy Joel dead? He's not dead. He's not dead. He's not dead. No, he's not dead. No, he's not dead. <laughs> so who's your dream person to write with? <laughs> oh man. Well, if it's dead or alive, uh yeah. I, you know, that's, that's a great question. I, Thanks. I would love to, uh, hmm. well, there's some people that I, that I may be writing with soon that I, I, um, that I haven't written with yet. Maybe we'll take them off the table. Cause they, you know, that doesn't count, but someone that I, I wouldn't <laughs> anticipate writing with, I, I think, um, 
Oh man. Uh, that, that's, that's a hard one. I think, you know, Stephen Curtis Chapman, yeah. Michael, Michael W. Smith. Um, I, I know Michael, I do not know Stephen, but I, I grew up listening to both of them mm-hmm. and that would just be, be really fun. Um, you know, even, even Stephen Curtis Chapman, cause he's, he's a lyricist, which I, you know, lyrics for me was always the hard part the music I can do in my sleep. Uh, <laughs> but, um, man, those, those two guys have, uh, and they've crossed over too, in a sense, especially Michael W. Um, yeah. Had a lot of mainstream mm-hmm. success back in the eighties and, uh, obviously has a huge Christian following. Um, so that would be pretty cool to your okay. other question. That's a complicated question and I'm not sure I have the perfect answer for you, but there's a lot that goes into those decisions. I think, um, haven't announced this yet, but it will probably be coming out on some streaming platforms. I think YouTube was where we, where we wanted to start because it's easy. It's just, you know, we got it out so quickly after the retreat, there's other, you know, considerations when you go beyond that, but um, I would love to have it on Spotify so people could uh, could stream it and all that, and um, you know just continue to share about the about the retreat. So keep a keep a lookout for that. The cool thing with the YouTube video is, um, you know, we set it to to video footage of the retreat. So I I you know I can't really appreciate that fully, obviously, but um, people that have watched it uh, and listened to it to some degree have said that they've they've even been in tears over it it's just the joy on your guys faces um (laughs) tyler and lizzie and greg and and all the others um is just contagious and that makes me so happy because that's that's what i dreamed about with this is just that we could do something that would go beyond ourselves and even beyond the blind community. And that's, that's what's happening. Every person that, um, you know, even the, even the people who sponsored it and, and gave financially so that you guys could be there. And so that I could do this, um, and be there with you. Like it's, um, they're so inspired by that video alone. And, um, then people who, you know, previously had no connection to the retreat, they're seeing the video and it's just the joy is, is coming through. And so that's, that's my dream for this, just that as, as individuals who are blind, visually impaired, we can actually be a light to the world. Um, I was saving this until, you know, we were going to say goodbye to you, but this is a perfect segue. My sister is my go-to audio describer. Um, and I have a 13 month old, uh, great niece who's been with my sister for the last couple of months. And, um, when I asked her to, to kind of give me a, a running description of the video, my great niece was in the background doing the clapping along with, and now they listen to the song all the time. So that's, that's awesome. a testimonial at how addic- awesome and addictive <laughs> it is. You have a 13 month old fan who the minute that the clapping starts, she gets all excited bouncing up and down. And <laughs> that is so right, cool. Sheila, let's, let's seek a few more before we have to let Scott go. That's all, unless there's any in club. Harvey, we have anyone over on the clubhouse side? At uh, the moment, we do. Mm, yes, we do, actually. So, uh, Belinda, I'm giving you the invite to come up on stage. Now, Belinda's okay. someone you have to hear sing. <laughs> You've got to check out one of our characters. Oh, my goodness, Anthony, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hi, Anthony. You talk yeah, about joy right. in singing. Belinda has it in spades. <laughs> okay, let's go, Belinda. Hi, Scott. Uh, nice to meet you. I, my question for you is, well, first of all, I do want to say I was a fan of yours on American Idol and have followed you since then uh, through social media and stuff like that. But so my question is you've written a lot of really meaningful songs that have encouraged others and given them hope. So uh, what would you say for you is one of the songs that you uh, really go to that gives you encouragement and hope? Mm -hmm. That's that's a great question. Um, can I pick one of my songs or no? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, one, one of yours or no 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 um yeah. oh man um yeah I'm I'm trying to think there's there's a great song um called I'll I'll I won't do that I won't <laughs> won't pick one of mine there's a great song though um by a band named Kane uh, I think it's Kane C A I N maybe um yeah but called Rise Up and in parentheses Lazarus Lazarus yeah. Um, now, you know, the account, um, the narrative in, in scripture of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead and just the fact that he, he had a plan, you know, he arrives late to the scene and everyone thinks that, you know, oh, he missed his opportunity, but he had a plan all along to demonstrate his, his power over death that he's ultimately going to demonstrate at the cross. And, um, for me, that's that's a one of many, you know, you always have that song as a songwriter you wish you would have written. That's that's probably one of them. It's a pretty cool song. Um and just taking that idea, um, if you trust in Christ, you know, he's he's literally said, in case you haven't heard, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And that's not just some flowery uh expression you know he he backed that up when he came back from the dead and there are promises in the bible about him doing that for you and for me you know we're we're not going to be in these aching uh disabled you know just just crumbling bodies forever you know <laughs> like um he's he's going to do something new he's going to he's going to make our bodies perfect in the end that's the promise for those who who follow christ and so that to me when I just internalize that a little bit, and I know not everyone on here uh, may share that faith right now, but I'd, I'd challenge you to, you know, to take a look at it and look at the, look at the historicity of the Bible and, and figure out, you know, what do you believe? Um, but it's hard to, it's hard to overlook this. And when I truly grasp that, um, it really, it really opened up life for me because it, it helped me like get rid of my bucket list if that makes sense because i i know that i'm never going to be healthier i'm never going to be stronger i'm never going to be more creative than i will be in eternity when i'm with god and so um it just helped me to focus on people more and kind of get past my own problems and my own issues and say hey i you know um i don't need to complain as much i don't need to worry about if if i'm not you know, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm uh, <clears throat> still kind of not where I need to be in this area, I, I need to figure out how can I be 
serving other people now because that's that's really what lasts you know all this all this temporary stuff it's going to be replaced it's going to fade away but relationships they can continue and um so it's really helped me to kind of move from just going after goals to really um going after relationship with people wow that's beautiful um we'll do one more hand check sheila anyone pop up not in zoom all right then scott i i would like to ask you to close with life often tells our community you know be happy with what you have make the most of what you have you know take what you can get almost what what message do you have to the community you've gone so far and and seen you know so to speak you know the world what what message do you have to individuals in our community well if i can piggyback off of that i i don't think you're very far off there at all i think um that's a great message and that's what it that ties back to what we were talking about even with technology um there's a million reasons that that we could complain you know <laughs> it's it's a uh, life is already tough and then uh you know dealing with a visual impairment um it it just it does make life harder and so um i think in a sense you know that you, you can't there's this there's this utopian idea of equity out there but I, I like the idea of equality a little bit better because you know when we have um when we can keep keep working toward like having the same opportunity that's where i think that's where I think we win. That's where I think, um, you know, you get kind of freed up to be all you were created to be because you you can never give everyone the same everything in the same, you know, yeah. moment in time with the same background, with the same this and that. But um, what we've been talking about is really incredible that like, you know, this is, this is a pretty cool time to live in as a blind person um, with so much access to technology. And believe me, it is not perfect. Uh, I use NVDA and I mean, you know, I've got one Mac computer with my project studio. I've got a windows laptop that I do all my admin stuff on with, uh, various teams we're working with, but I, (laughs) there are times when NVDA will just crash Excel and I'm like, Oh, there goes, there goes two minutes of my time, you know? So it's like, it's not perfect, but if we can just, if we can just enjoy the process a little bit and the fact that sometimes, you know, I mean, sometimes God uses things to slow us down too. That's, that's something I've learned as well going through. We didn't talk about my transplants, but let me, let me end with this. You know, I think suffering is something we can all relate to. Right. Um, when I was young, I wanted to avoid suffering. I wanted to run the opposite direction. Then I got a little older and I wanted to get past the suffering. I knew I would have to suffer. I just wanted to get past it. If I can just get through this hard thing, then my life will be better. But now I'm in a place where I want to endure suffering and endure it well and not run from it, not skip past it. But I want to see like, what is the opportunity for me One of the, yeah. in, in this suffering? Who do I need to talk to in this moment? I don't want to skip past it. I don't want to miss something. Uh, that I could do something that God might have for me, something that I could learn about uh, a subject or myself or someone else, even though it's uncomfortable. And so now I just try to be present. And um, I think that's something that 
to a degree, we were all able to do at Songsite. We were able to sit with each other, be present, bring our victories and our struggles and our hurts, and through music, connect with each other, help each other heal, and help each other go out on a mission to help others get past their struggles. And that's that's what it's all about for me. Wow. Well, thank you so much um, for spending some time with us, for putting Songsite together, for releasing the beautiful song into the world, and, and for some really inspirational thoughts that we can take with us throughout this, you know, this Sunday and, and throughout the rest of the year. Hey, it's been my, a hard my beginning. My wish of- for all of you would be that you all let the light in in 2023 right we're in 2023 sometimes i lose track it is 2023 i know me too yes (laughs) um but let the light in that that title of the song that phrase carries so much with it and you guys can keep talking about it but it's um that's why i love the song it's not just uh a cool metaphor because we're blind and we're singing it it's really about letting the light into your life wherever you are. If you're, if you're blind or not, if you have full perfect sight, um, it's something we all got to, got to walk through and you got to open, open the door, crack it open, open it wide, whatever you can do, let the light in. Yeah. And click the link in the show notes and let the light in. Please share it with um, your networks, your family, your friends, and um, I am sure Scott and the gang would love to hear some comments. So if you love the song the way I do, post a comment as well. Scott, thank you for so much for being here. Thank you so much, guys. Tyler, Lizzie, Greg, love you guys. <laughs> All right, let's pull, let's pull Lizzie back up. Um, talk to us a little bit about your musicality outside of Song Sight. And where can they hear some of your stuff? Well, actually, I... I don't really uh, publicize my music um, maybe as well as some of the others who attended. Um, But I was um, on a compilation album in 2007 um, that was created by, I'm just going to say it, the NFB. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, yeah, I, we're, we're friendly. I, we, we're okay with them. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were rivals. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of my very early recordings is on there. And then from about the same time in my life, my brother, Michael, who's also blind, we're twins. And we did Celtic music together as Twin Thistle. Um, oh. So you'll you'll be able to hear uh, recordings of that. Um, but my and I've also been on local news segments. Um, my one of my latest compositions was featured in uh, something from July 2021 when I won the NFB National Scholarship and Fox 17 in Grand Rapids um, interviewed me and got some footage of me playing piano and I gave them permission to use it as background music throughout the segment. So I would say that's one of my most recent recordings and then I'm also on 
I'm on other people's YouTube channels. I think there's some recordings of me on my brother's channel. Um, I wanted to start like posting my compositions on my YouTube channel. Um, I'll have to figure out a way around that because the site that my brother and Tyler were using, you could just upload an audio file, upload a picture, uh, put in a title description, whatever, in the text box, and it would upload it for you. Um, my brother told me that that site has been shut down or something like that. So oh. I'm going to have to find another way to do that. But I definitely like to do that. And you um, mentioned earlier. I'm checking. Um, to... I, I'm um, I, I'm I'm checking it, and I, there I think there were some um temporary hangups, but it looks like it might be back. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> awesome, Lizzie. You mentioned earlier you're about to graduate. So, what do you what do you plan on doing after you're finished? Well, I really like working with individuals. Um. I didn't say this in the bio, but I do have a background in music therapy. Oh. Um, so ideally, if if it works, I could use music in some of the therapy that I might be doing as a social worker. I just wouldn't be allowed to call it music therapy. Um, of course, keeping in mind like agency rules and stuff like that. Um, but my goal in life is to just balance everything that I like and uh, just to make time for um, helping others and just doing music on my own time and just doing a lot of things that I really like and that I think are purposeful and beneficial for me and for other people as well. Awesome. Um, I'll ask you the same question that I asked Scott. Do you have anything inspirational or message-based that you'd want to say to the community at large? I think, well, I like the idea of just using what you have and just opening up new doors for yourself. Um, I would say that Songsite was one of those doors that I opened and it led to something really great. So I'm glad I participated in it. Just give yourself opportunities. And um, if you're not sure where to go, just um, like reach out to yourself and to others um, to find inspiration. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. Stick around for a few minutes um, to see if there are any questions towards the end. Tyler, I have a feeling that you do pretty well at selling yourself. So... Tell yourself, tell folks where they can hear some of your music and um, yeah, sell yourself, man. Um, well, I, um, um, thanks to that Tunes to Tube website where you can put MP3s on YouTube and you don't even need to upload an image. You can use the title as an image by clicking a little button, I think. Um, but thanks to that website, I now have a significant number of uploads on my channel i mean it's not a whole page of youtube results or anything but i have quite a few now um due to my work with nashville professionals jim cristaldi and eric zanitas 
Um, I have some country songs like uh, Keep on Truckin', Hamburger Jack, and She Sings Like the Wind. I have a few other I, record, other I recorded, but they're not on my YouTube yet. Um, and my YouTube also has um, me playing the keyboard in 2015, The Ambient Faces of Life, and, um, and a MIDI file playing something I composed, The House on Angel Hill, and even a clip of me singing um, the Hallmark Records Jack Kimmel classic, God's Mercy. Yes, there is a recording of me singing it. And record collectors on YouTube haven't even gotten around to posting the original yet. So <laughs> already you look up like Jack Kimmel, God's Mercy, or Hallmark, God's Mercy, and you're more likely to find my version than the original. Wow. For all you many nifties out there, I was a, when I was little, I wanted to troll YouTube with a remix of Sesame Street's Transylvania Polka before it was even uploaded. <laughs> There's one that only the many nifty fans understand. There we go. Um, uh, and what's your dream project? Um, um, I would say, um, like I was saying earlier, production library composition, especially piano. But now that I know how to use Lily Pond, I can do entire MIDI orchestral pieces. I'm hoping to compose a production library album. I don't even care if it's on DeWolf or KPM or, um, I mean, there's a certain there's a certain music politics reason why I don't really want it to be a royalty free one, but but I guess I can be open minded. Um, but yeah, especially like regular production library, I'm I'm hoping to compose music that one day the people who make commercials and shows will just go in looking for background music and they'll find it. Um, I'm and actually listeners, I'm actually library like, is sort of like stock photos. Right, it's right. it's free matter folks can use. Yep. In fact, um, right around the time I went to Song Site, I actually got accepted into uh, yes, I know this is royalty free, a sound effects library. Some of my work, like like I got, um, I also like mix sounds together and edit sounds, and I'm actually in a sound effects library now. Awesome. All right, let's bring Greg up. And Greg, you've got your hand in a lot of different um, projects. So tell folks where they can find your blog. Um, do you have music out there that folks can listen to? Sell yourself a little bit, man. Sure. Appreciate the opportunity, Anthony. Uh, so as far as music, honestly, there's not too much out there. I know if you go on YouTube and just search my name, Greg Lindbergh, um, I believe you can find, uh, it was actually for the Florida Division of Blind Services, did a virtual yep. holiday party. They've done a few in the last couple of years, so I think this was from 2021. And so I did perform, you know, virtually, submitted a video for that. Uh, I did Holly Jolly Christmas, and then I also did Feliz Navidad, uh, the Ho Jose Feliciano version, another, you know, highly talented blind musician, so shout out to Jose. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did a holy yeah. night for them this year, but God. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, if you do go to my website, greglinberg.net, so G-R-E-G-L-I-N-D-B-E-R-G.net, um, you can read some of my writing on there. I do have a blog and then a lot of clips of just, you know, different things I've written for uh, 
uh, you know, the school newspaper back in the day, and then just some of the jo the jobs I've had over the last several years. Um, you know, as far as goals, would definitely love to you know, to actually write and compose my own music, and and Songsite absolutely is you know a catalyst for kind of you know lighting that fire in me to you know to not only produce music but actually you know lyric writing songwriting um i did want to mention during song site myself and then two of the other attendees and scott uh sat down for probably a good hour and just started actually working on a song that i do hope we can you know complete someday and he just you know he talked about taking an idea something you're passionate about something that maybe that's bothering you that's on your mind anything even if it's just one word and so one of the other attendees just said stress you know she feels very stress stressed <laughs> and you know how do you how do you expand on that what you know what are some synonyms what are some you know ideas thoughts and then just kind of putting all that together as into words you know into something poetic you know using rhyming if you want to use rhymes um, so that is totally a goal of mine is to actually write and compose my own music and, you know, would love to collaborate with other visually impaired artists as well. You know, even perhaps someone from Songsite or someone with an ACB. I mean, I think that would be super cool to, to be able to create a song or, Hey, even a whole album uh, of original work and, and have my name on it and others that I could share that with, uh, you know, that experience with would just be absolutely amazing. Well, I have to ask, are we ever going to hear you pop up on karaoke? <laughs> I knew you would ask. And yeah, I, I had been on there. It's probably been two years, maybe more. So it's, it's definitely been a long time. And I absolutely would love to, to sing some stuff on there. I know, like you said, Anthony, we have some amazing talent within the ACB community uh, as far as singers. And hey, maybe even some folks that could you know, eventually connect with Songsite at some point. Um, it's it's an awesome event. I know we do. We've had some open mic events as well within the ACB community, yep. and I have done some of those. Again, it's been a while, so I really need to to find some time, make some time to engage with those again because it's it's awesome stuff that the community is doing when it comes to music. Well, I'm going to pivot a little bit. I know you're a sports guy. Any thoughts on Brady? <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I, I still don't totally buy that he's officially officially retired i mean i think he is you know this is the second go around at the retirement so. <laughs> um but I, yeah honestly i am surprised that he's finally hanging it up you know i know football's just in his dna and his blood and you know a lot of retired players just say it's it's absolute hell when you retire because it's just yeah. right trying to find that next thing you know i hate to to compare it to but maybe even in some ways to a military member that uh you know leaves the military and kind of finding that civilian life that that community and but uh, yeah obviously big tampa bay buccaneers fans so it's you know just as a bucks fan it's a huge huge loss for us i mean we're incredibly grateful we got the Super Bowl ring, you know, from him. And thanks to him. that was obviously <laughs> yeah. the goal of, of bringing him to, to Tampa Bay. But uh, as a Bucks fan, it's going to be tough going forward. <laughs> you know, I, I can definitely, um, you know, having lost sight midlife, I, you know, I can almost equate it to, you know, leaving. I left the associate if I had to. There was there was no choice at that point. 
Um, but, you know, having to finally hang up those shoes for the last time and, and, you know, know that the next time you're on a football field, it's going to be for pleasure or for one of your kids games and not because, you know, you're heading towards another Super Bowl. However, having said that, 37.5 million a year for 10 years should make that hell a little bit easier to, um, you know, to manage. I think he can afford a bunch of air conditioning. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see, you know, him in the booth and just hearing him and how he does yeah, that. Because I, I know he doesn't have a ton of experience as far as broadcasting. And, you know, a three hour football game is different than a one minute interview or a five minute press conference. So that'll be fascinating well, to see. And Fox is smart. They'll find a way to work him into the show this year, you know, whether it be for sure. Um, yeah. And hopefully, and he's having a renaissance here. Do you, um, do you have any plans on seeing the 80 for Brady movie? Oh yeah. Definitely want to see that one. <laughs> yep. That's looks so, so, yeah, fun, so cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not even a sports person, but just for like the cultural, um, like significance and such, I might see the movie, but but I might like, I might like see it when it goes to streaming or TV or something. I I think I'll wait for it to go to streaming, but um, I mean, first off, uh, Lily Tomlin and and Jane Fonda are two of my favorites. So yes. if anybody watches I, Grace and Frankie, I mean, it is one of the best shows ever made. Um, and yeah. then you have that song with Dolly Parton, Belinda Carlisle, Cindy Lauper, Deborah Harry, and um. And um, Gloria Stefan, girl from our neighborhood. Um, the song is awesome as well. So I'm looking forward to the movie. All right, let's um, let's see if we have any questions for uh, for our three panelists. Sheila, Herbie, anybody up? You don't have any hands in Zoom, and you do to... not have any hands in Clubhouse either. Well, well please um, go ahead, Tyler. Um, by the way, <laughs> I'm, I, I, the reason I was so excited about talking about my YouTube channel is because it's a, kind of a new thing. I mean, I've had a channel for years, but I finally get upload, like uploaded stuff in 2020. I, uh, um, I do have a website, actually, but my web host recently changed formats, so it doesn't have its own domain name anymore. It's like a slash URL. It's um like a blog, like a mini blog. It's like a um. It's almost like my website kind of turned into a social media platform. But yeah, it's um my website is hosted on editthis.info, and it's uh, editthis.info slash Tyler underscore Zanky, and um spell yeah, that for us. <laughs> um, um editthis.info slash Tyler underscore Z-A-H-N-K-E Zanke. Okay. And is it edit this like T-H-I-S or V-I-S? It's T-H-I-S. All right. Awesome. You mentioned, um, I think you were calling it Tunes to Tube. I I just started a a YouTube channel myself. Um, um, Yeah. um, I I don't know of that. Um, Yep. Yep, T U N E S T O T U B E. It's um, the only way to log in is through your Google. It's like sign in with Google because, um, and then that connects to your YouTube account. It asks you to upload an MP3. You give it a description just like you would on YouTube. It, but, then, but then it creates a video using the title or with a picture if you decide to upload one. And um, yeah, it creates a video and then 
instantly uploads it to YouTube. When I first tried YouTube, I used MP3 Toolbox instead. That's where it gives the video file to you, and then you just upload it to YouTube. You have to, like yeah. Um, um, well, well, this, it doesn't even give the video file to you. It makes it, uploads it, because you're signed in via Google. So, yeah. Okay. So, can this be, I'm a Mac user, can this be um, used on both uh, the laptop um, itself and, um, like, an um, iPad or the phone, or is it um, only a um, web-based computer? It, um, well, the, the okay, so the, the software is web-based, like, you, like, you don't have, if, if what you mean, you don't have to install an app, like, it's all, like, I'm sure the entire prep platform is written in JavaScript, so it runs in a web Got browser, okay. all, so, yeah. all the, um, like, so anything that supports a web browser should, but then again, different versions of JavaScript are different, that, that's why every programmer's book has, like, a versions of the language section, because it's like, oh, this old browser might not support it. But this new browser might. It's like every single programmer's book, you have to wade through that versions section. Someone is. You do have a hand. All right, let's take that hand. Janine. Yeah, Caitlin's in something in the chat. Um, so I wanted to follow up with these three artists and starting with Greg Lindbergh, if he doesn't mind, um, who is your dream person to write with? Because you said you like to write songs. I love writing songs and I love lyrics. And um, yeah, so I'm just curious for the three of you, who would you love to write with if you could? Um, I would say um, my favorite, my favorite living artist would probably be like Probably one of those pop singers, maybe Imogen Heap, or maybe um, maybe um, Lady Gaga. But then, um, and as far as someone who's no longer alive, I would have to say Alex Zanidis. And to be clear to the audience, I wrote with Eric Zanidis. Alex died in two thousand five. All right. How about I, you, Greg? I, I, well, first of all, first of all, but by the way, um, about the two Zanitas's, they, they are both. They were both with the same publishing company. It's just after Alex died, the songs went to Eric when you sent them in. That's like it's actually the same publishing company. Oh, thank thank you for that information, Greg. How about you? Yeah, Great. so I am a huge Maroon 5 fan. I've seen them a few times in concert. Uh, love listening to Adam Levine on The Voice and, you know, just the advice he gives and love, you know, just so much of their stuff. I feel like he's such a fun artist. You know, a lot of love songs, obviously, but even just a lot of kind of fun pop type stuff, you know, that they've yeah. put out over the years. So I, I got to say, Adam Levine. Do I do want to say. <laughs> he does, oh, yeah. he does. Oh, yeah. Goldie teaches him. But I, I want to say that you sounded beautiful on the um singing the Maroon 5 song you did on the the collaboration. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what it was, but it was the when we all got together for Ukraine. So that was beautiful. You oh, did a great job you. at Maroon 5. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I appreciate that, Janine. Let's get um let's get Lizzie up. Lizzie, is there um a dream artist you'd love to collaborate with? Well, I've already collaborated with Imogen Heap, um, but it was Ooh. during a it was during a live concert though, so it, it never got released. Um, 
unless it's like on some internet video oh, like, somewhere I, yeah. I don't know um but there are a lot of artists that I that I really like um I don't know I don't really have anyone else that I would like to collaborate with in particular because each experience collaborating with anyone is equally cool for me ah okay thanks Thank you. And thank you, Janine, for the great question. Sheila, do we have any other hands? Not, not in Zoom. I don't know that clubhouse. Well, Sheila, Herbie, Bryn, if you guys have any questions, you're more than welcome to ask them. Well, Greg, you do a sports podcast as well. Yeah. And you haven't mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. So that's called Eyes Free Sports. And I've been doing that for uh, over three years now. I can't believe that time flies, but it's it's essentially, you know, focusing on adaptive sports for the blind and visually impaired, whether it's be baseball, goalball, tandem biking, skiing, uh, audio darts. I mean, we've talked about pretty bowling, you know, pretty much anything under the sun. I've had so many awesome guests that have given their time. Uh, to chat with me on that podcast and uh if you just search for eyes free sports if you just google that you can find it and it's also on uh, apple podcasts as well awesome and Brenda, i don't some... have we we don't have any raised hands in clubhouse but uh, i briefly mentioned this on the chat but um mac users you can use keynote to export your mp3 files or a few other file formats to video and i believe you can do the same thing on powerpoint on windows as well so if you use Keynote, it creates the file for you that you then upload. Yes. Correct? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm there's a couple of things I want to put up. So that is great information for me. Thank you so much. Um Herbie, what do you use Pro Tools at all? Do I use what? Pro Tools at all? No, I do not. All Anthony, right. you've got about eight eight and a half minutes. I, I absolutely. All right. So, Bryn, if you're there, do you have any questions for our folks? Uh, <clears throat> I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, I I wonder if it would be something that we can do to play the, um, <clears throat> if I can find the Let the Light In song, is that something that we are uh, allowed to do here? I, I think we are. Um you can't do more than than three like in a row so it's just one song the link is in the show notes i posted it to um conversation and stuff this morning if you want to pull it from there okay i think i found it um if you guys want i uh since we're out of questions um i could play the yeah. play the song okay um before yeah, you, that would be be awesome. before you do i would like to um let people know where else um, you can hear my music recently. Um, my uh, pediatric ophthalmologist, who's been a really big supporter of me and my brother um, throughout our lives, um, he would like us to record some instrumental music for the podcast that he does. So it's going to be used kind of like library music in a way um and i'm i'm really i'm really looking forward to uh 
Oh, I'm sorry for that. Um, but I'm really looking forward to doing that as well. Awesome. Well, when you have that recorded, send it to us, please. All right, friend, let's run um, Let the Light In. does reach in and 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 grab at your heart i as i said at the top of the show today is a really really difficult day and um hearing that puts a, a big smile on my face greg thank you so much for putting this all together for you know rallying up lizzie and um and tyler and scott coming back to sunday edition and whenever you have some recorded music please come back and share it with us um Folks, thank you so much for listening. Sunday Edition is here every week at 1 p.m., podcasted right after the show ends. Thanks to the amazing work of Bryn Lee. And um, thank you, Sheila and Herbie. I will do one last hand check before we say goodbye. Anyone out there, Sheila? No, sir. All right. And we'll end a little bit early today. Thank you so much, Greg. Thank you, um, Tyler and Lizzie. And um, everybody out there listening, I'll be back next week 
with a great, um, I'm not calling it anti-Valentine's Day, but alternative Valentine's Day show with um, Becky and Mark, who we did our holiday show together. And um, folks have asked us to do one for, for those who want to opt out of Valentine's Day. So join us next week and uh, have a great week, everyone. You too. You've been listening to Sunday Edition on ACB Media. Stream One, that's American Council of the Blind Media, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Episodes drop every week at 1 p.m. on Sundays, and you can email us at Sunday Edition AC, all one word, Sunday Edition with the letters AC at gmail.com. Let's brunch again together next Sunday.